In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with your 82nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Falcons are off to a surprising 1-4 start and getting ready to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta. The Falcons are playing the Bucks, who are coming off a bye week and will be freshly rested. The Bucks were kind of the talk of the football season early on, but have since come back down to earth. A couple things we're going to look at here as we break down the Bucks: The defense, Coach Mike Smith's their coordinator, their point score, the teams they've beaten, the pass rush. They are also suffering some injuries. And we'll see, discuss whether they'll copy the 21 package that the Steelers used to power the ball at the Falcons last week, running it so well into the eight-man box and, uh, you know, making James Conner a big superhero for them last week. Now, defensively, Coach Mike Smith's under fire down there in Tampa. Uh, they uh, are leading the league in scoring, uh, in, a war, in a worse way, not in a, a scoring the win way, and giving up 34.8 points a game. But Coach Dirk told the uh, Tampa media that, hey, you know, even though him and Coach Smitty are, have been at the same place now here for the third, uh, third different time, uh, you know, going back to Jacksonville, then Atlanta, and now in Tampa, that this was about the business of football, about winning football games and not relationships. So the Bucks will uh, start Jameis Winston against the uh, Falcons this week. Uh, Winston served his three-game suspension and then came back uh, last week against Chicago. And when, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick returned to earth and started playing like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston got in the game, and uh, he didn't do much better. He had two interceptions, uh, two in that 48-10 to 10 blowout. But this is the um, Bucks audition for Winston before they have to uh, commit and pay big money to him. You know, it's a big deal about him and Mariota coming out, who's going one and two. Jameis went one, and, you know, they're certainly just hoping the young man matures and uh, grows up and starts putting up some Ws down there. Uh, you know, I've just been kind of tracking his career along with uh, Josh Friedman. They went on the same uh, same type of arc for their career where they were the man in Tampa for a minute and then they crashed and burned uh, real quick and uh, uh, Jameis uh, needs to take off here and grow up and show he can lead this football team for the long term before they commit a lot of money to him. Now the Bucks are giving up 48, 34.8 points a game. I just had the 48 points on my mind because uh, they won their opener 48 to 40, 
And then they lost their last game, 48-10, to to, to uh, the Chicago Bears. Game two was a win over the Eagles. So they come out, Ryan Fitzpatrick's their quarterback. They beat the Saints and the Eagles. They pretty much have the Steelers beat before losing 30-27 to to them. And then uh, Chicago, uh, they lose to them 48-10. to Trubisky throws six touchdowns. They're, they're looking pretty bad on defense uh, throughout. So they got the bye week off. They got a chance to uh, uh, get re- get a chance to regroup and uh, try to put together a plan here to, before they come to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Now the pass rush of both of these teams and it's certainly been affected uh, on um, Tampa Bay's front end and back end. 26 both have eight sacks apiece. Jason Pierre-Paul has four of the uh, Bucks eight. And, of course, Tack McKinley has five of the Falcons' eight sacks. So uh, not much pass rush. And, uh, uh, you know, the Falcons gave up a lot of yards there running the ball against the uh, Steelers. Tampa Bay doesn't run the ball very well. So Peyton Barber's their first or their top leading rusher. Ronald Jones, their uh, second-round pick from USC, hasn't proved to be worthy of being on the field much. Only has 10 carries for 29 yards. Whereas Peyton Barber, who's from Milton High in Alpharetta, Georgia, has 50 carries. Uh, I believe it's 100 and, uh, 148 yards there for him. No rushing touchdowns from the Bucks. Their long rushing touchdown belongs to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, the Bucks have been hit with injuries, too. Uh, Vernon Hargraves, the top pick, one of their top picks at cornerback. Uh, and Chris Conte are on injured reserve. You know, they were playing uh, basically Brett Grimes with three rookies back there. And it started to show uh, the rookies, Carlton Davis, the second round pick out of Auburn, uh, MJ Stewart, uh, and Jordan Whitehead, a safety out of Pitt. Now, their big pick last year is uh, Vita Vey, the big Defensive tackle from University of Washington, highly recruited. A lot of teams were uh, uh, covering him. You know, the Falcons would have had a trade up to get him, but he would have fit nicely in that role of replacing Don Terry Poe uh, for the Falcons. But Vita has been uh, injured. He got injured on the first day of training camp with uh, what was told to be a calf injury and then uh, did not play until the third game of the season. So he was out all of August, all of September, uh, and, uh, you know, moving into October. Uh, so, man, that's a, you know, that's one little calf injury. Sounds like it was a big hamstring injury, uh, really. Uh, but, you know, they, um, they weren't reporting injuries yet in training camp, so they could just list it as a calf. But, that was a long time to be out for a calf injury, so it was pretty major. But he gets back and plays 33 snaps against Chicago in his debut, and uh, we'll see how he fares. He's coming off the bench there. They were starting Golson and Gerald McCoy at defensive tackle in the last game. So, uh, But, yeah, they've been keeping that spot warm for him. Falcons may see his debut, uh, starting debut, on Sunday. But Big Vita Vey, I'm going to go dig up the comments from from Coach Dan Quinn before the draft about him and the type of impact that he believed the young man was going to have in the league off to the slow start with the uh, injuries. 
Now, uh, we know the NFL is a copycat league, and we saw what the um, Steelers did to the Falcons. Just watched it again here today. And, uh, man, they just loaded it up with two tight ends, secured the edge, uh, you know, was able to get Connor outside, put that fullback in there, Roosevelt Knicks. You saw him leading through. Uh, they were running right at Jack Crawford near the goal line on that first touchdown drive. Uh, on the second one where he dives over the top after he didn't get it on the first one. But, yeah, they just loaded the thing up and came right at the Falcons, uh, running uh, a lot of their plays right into an eight-man front and, and picking it up. So when you see that, that's the easiest thing for, for most pro teams to do. Uh, when they see that on tape, you can, you can be sure that folks are going to try to copy that. Problem is, the uh, Bucks don't really have a fullback, and Peyton Barber's not really, um, you know, he's a steady, steady back, but doesn't really strike fear um, in in your heart of a, uh, you know, guy like Connor. But, you know, hey, if once people see they could run in and pound you and pound your eight-man fronts, then you better get ready for that. And, uh, you know, I don't know what Ronald Jones, he's kind of scat back to me anyway, I don't know if he'll factor in, but we'll certainly see uh, Tampa Bay try to emulate that 21 package with the two tight ends, one back and two wide receivers. Uh, But, you know, they've been playing a lot of 11 personnel with the one back and three wide, you know, because they got Deshaun and uh, Goodwin and, uh, you know, big Mike Evans there to, uh, you know, really come at you. And we saw earlier in the season where, uh, Fitzpatrick was able to get that ball down the field to Deshaun Jackson so much so that Deshaun was like, hey, I want him to be the starter. But uh, now James is back, and we'll see if they uh, try to power the ball at the Falcons uh, or, or you know, open it up and throw it deep. But, uh, yeah, we don't know. Uh, I don't expect Grady Jarrett back. He's got to start working out with the trainers first. So, you know, the Falcons will try to hide that. Um or hope for a uh, football miracle. But the uh, first step back is they start working with the trainers. Then, uh, you know, they get eased into practice and, uh, you know, and then uh, then they return. So we, he hasn't started with the training part. So there's, there's no reason to think he'll be ready for this week's game. Unless, you know, of course, there's always that football miracle that coaches uh, try to hold out hope for. But, you know, I was doing a radio show with my guys down at ESPN Coastal in Savannah today. And they're like, hey, is it time to cash it in? Is it they're one and four? Is the season over? And, I, you know, I, I paused. I really couldn't answer them because, you know, I know it's not over. But uh, I hadn't looked much past the seventh game to to decide that, yeah, you know, maybe it is over or, or maybe it's not. So I did that today and then just want to go ahead and, you know, Coach Quinn's going to do this one week at a time stuff. And you saw the players wearing uh, their T-shirts, new T-shirts that said uh, uh, own now. He wants them to own just today, just the next day. So, you know, when they start putting up those blinders and coming out with those two T-shirt slogans, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a tough season. They're trying to motivate the players through it. Uh, I remember Coach Smith and them had the 1-0 and shirts made up where they, you know, we just want to be 1-0 and this week. And uh, uh, it's not that bad, but we've seen the T-shirts come out already. So it's a little early but for the T-shirts, but we got – some t-shirts out but yeah let's look down the road um 
you know, Mark Bradley did this and say, hey, how do you get out of one and four? Or is it, you know, nobody wants to run the flag up at one and four when you were talking about the Super Bowl just a few weeks ago. But, you know, the injuries did happen and uh, players are out. But some of these players have to come together and get a little tougher here than what they showed in Pittsburgh. But you got Tampa Bay, then the Giants, then the bye. No reason to not think they can't win those two games. Uh, the Giants are in disarray and uh, got old Bill, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, calling um, Eli washed up at 37. He doesn't look very good, so let's just be truthful there. Uh, they're rejuggling their line and so forth. You got Pat Shermer as the first-year head coach. So, you know, no reason to be afraid of them. So if you get these two, you're up to three and four heading into the bye week. Presumably that defense is getting better, cutting down the missed tackles. You don't really see any blown assignments, but you did see them getting beat uh, up front in, uh, in the open field. So they got a win in the open field, like on the screen play to, to uh, Connor in the third quarter. I mean, they got him surrounded. Two blockers leading him out. One guy's free, Brooks Reed. He's got to make the tackle. Or uh, Riley or Campbell got to beat their blocks and get to the ball. Stop that thing at three yards and get off the field. So, you know, there's a lot of football things that they can fix, and they got, uh, you know, enough coaches on staff to handle that part of it. So you go in the buy and come back. Then you go to at Washington, at Cleveland, Dallas. No reason. The tough one in that one is Cleveland, turns out. Uh, Washington, we saw the Saints cut them up pretty bad on Monday Night Football last night. Dallas can't decide what ta- uh, what to do with uh, Zeke and Dak uh, Prescott, and they don't have any wide receivers. Uh, so, you know, there's no reason to worry about that. Let's just say in that trifecta, the hardest game is Cleveland on the road, and you come out of there uh, with the win. So that's three, you know, that'll get you up to six and four with six games to go. That would be a good position to, to make a push. You know, and, uh, you know, then you're talking about you got Deion Jones back for the last six games. You're six and four. You're sitting pretty good going into New Orleans at Thanksgiving, then Baltimore and then at Green Bay. So uh, I'll give you my L in New Orleans. That's always tough. And they already won here. So give them that. Baltimore, they uh, they got beat by Cleveland last week, 12 to 9. So they've been up and down. They look really good one week, really bad the next. Uh, so, you know, no reason to be scared of them. And uh, Green Bay, they lost to Detroit. And uh, you got a little fighting going on up there with Coach Mike and Aaron about the offense. You got the rookie receivers dropping balls and so forth. So they they haven't gotten that right by then. Uh that's a game the Falcons can take up in December in Green Bay. Going to be cold. Got to make sure I get my, my coat ready for that one. So if they split these or go 2-1 and one here, then you're 8-5 and five heading into the final three games of the uh, season with Arizona, the Panthers at Panthers, and then that that's going to be at Tampa Bay on the road. So... If they're gonna be any good on the road, they're gonna have to, you know, gonna have to pull it off by being a good road team here. So you're eight and five going into these last three. So is that correct? That's how I got it here. Yep. And uh, so then, if they pull that off, uh, you know, uh, 
That's eight and five for yeah. That's thirteen games going into the final three. You beat Arizona. Maybe I'll say you lose at the Panthers and you go beat Tampa Bay down there to close it out. Maybe things have been blown up down there. They don't know if they're keeping Jameis and uh, you know, Coach Dirk and them. Uh, you know, it could be a hot mess by the time you get to game sixteen in Tampa. Then I mean look at that. That's that's all doable. There's nothing really I'm losing at I got them losing to you know, basically it comes down to winning at Cleveland and beating Baltimore. You know, get these two here. Uh, you saw the Redskins, nothing to be worried about with Dallas. You saw them uh, let Adrian Claiborne sack them six times before they made an adjustment last year. Uh, you know, even if you lose to the Saints and the Panthers, which would be bad tiebreaker-wise, uh, but if you beat Cleveland and Baltimore, you're going to be in the hunt at 10-6 and six for the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, got to do the half glass full, half uh, empty deal here, but if they can figure it out, got to start here with Tampa Bay this week, beat the Giants, get to the bye week. The back end of this schedule is uh, the closest thing to a cakewalk you're going to see in the NFL here this season. So uh, with that, just wanted to, uh, you know, folks are starting to bail on the team, and it's way too early for that. But, yeah, they need to stand up to people on defense and hit them and, and not not get knocked out of their their, um, their boxes and their leverages and so forth like what's happening against Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, you got to take it to people. And, uh, uh, you know, we we didn't see that. Pittsburgh jumped on them and uh, certainly uh, in the run game and then got after them and uh, uh, got after the line and passed uh, Rush, too. So, the Falcons going to do it. The trenches are going to have to firm up, and they're going to have to go jump on some people here. But it's certainly doable here in 2018. With that, I'm going to close here. It's D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 82nd episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.